A Philistine's Guide to Literature, an unrefined analysis of superior written works, with your host, Zach Hall. All right, well, thank you, and this is uh, episode one of Philistine's Guide to Literature, and uh, as I just said, I am your Philistine guide, Zach Hall, and uh, I will be... I'll be going through this adventure with you all. I'm, I'm so excited. I've been uh, been really looking forward to getting into this project. So kind of to give everyone a background, kind of what a, what the idea behind A Philistine's Guide to Literature is, is that um, I'm going to uh, be reading very difficult books and kind of, you know, significant literature pieces, you know, things that, that are generally agreed upon to be uh, not only difficult, but books that maybe not every you know, person on earth has read, but maybe ones that people want to read or, or ones that are just commonly agreed to be, you know, very good and very dense and very heavy. And I'm going to kind of give uh, my analysis of it, kind of walk everyone through it as I'm reading it and kind of provide uh, my perspective and, and give my ideas about what's going on and stuff like that. And um, really the idea behind that is certainly to, uh, first and foremost, to entertain. I think it's going to be uh, certainly fun to get my take on it. And, um, but that's not to say that, you know, I don't want people to learn things. I don't want to substitute other people uh, reading these uh, these great works of literature. Um, but maybe provide the everyman a, uh, a chance, a, a glimpse into some of these uh, these these novels that maybe have been uh, too daunting for them to read. So hopefully I can take some of the, uh, the, the, the work out of uh, some of these books. So um, about me, I'm a, in my mid-20s, a few years out of college, gainfully employed. Um, I certainly like to read. I, you know, I, I read uh, quite a bit. Um, generally, I don't read things that are, you know, too, uh, too dense and heavy. I try to read stuff that interests me, you know, a lot of uh, nonfiction, narrative nonfiction, a lot of fiction in there. Um, but usually books on the, uh, the, the smaller scale as far as um, their length, you know, maybe like 500 pages or something like that. So uh, looking at my, my first book here, which uh, is Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace, written in 1996. Um, it is, this is certainly going to be uh, an undertaking. The book comes in at like a thousand pages and it is just a monster. Everything I've heard about this thing has just been like, it's, it's just so long and it takes people just forever to read. So what I'm going to do with this book is I'm going to break it up into sections and I'm going to try to read about 75 pages a week. And then at the end of the week, I'll kind of give my, uh, my overview of what just happened over the last 75 pages. So I'm not doing it by, by chapters or by, by sections or parts or anything. I'm doing it by page count so that hopefully by the end of uh, this summer, I'll have the entire book read. Um, so I guess to start out, some of my impressions as we get going, and I guess I should say right now that uh, throughout this podcast, you may hear me, um, you know, fiddling with the book or turning pages or looking through my notes because uh, I feel like I'm going to be really taking some extensive notes and doing some underlining and things like that. I've already kind of started um, in reading the foreword, which I'll get to in a minute. But before I even open the book, um, I got the uh, 20th anniversary edition off Amazon not too long ago, and I've been... Um, really excited to get into it. It's been hard not to crack it open, but I was able to, um, you know, read some of the reviews that it has on the back. And everybody really seems to love this book. And I do have a bit of a history with it. And that is that uh, when I was in college, I tried reading it my freshman year. Um, one of my friends is a big David Foster Wallace fan. And he was reading it. And I, you know, I kind of look up to him and uh, very, very smart guy. And I wanted to read it. And I remember him even kind of telling me like, well, 
you know, it, it, first of all, he was very protective with the book, and I don't even think he wanted to really lend it to me in that regard anyway, but he, uh, he reluctantly did, and he kind of said, like, look, this is a, uh, it's a very difficult book, and it's, it's, it's not for the faint at heart, and I was like, no, I got this, no problem, and I got about 50 pages into it, don't even really remember what happened, but I got about 50 pages into it, and I, re- I remember thinking, and I think I remember telling him that, like, I literally, like, read a sentence, and I feel like I got punched in the face. There was just so much going on, and the language that um, David Foster Wallace uses is just, like, crazy. He uses these words that I have no idea what they mean, and then the book, which it's it's notorious for, is having all these footnotes, so, like, it's constantly, like, flipping back and forth um, from the page that you're on in the front, and then this this humongous, I don't even know what, like hundreds of pages of footnotes in the back of the book. So, um, the they they say in some of my some of my research before I did it that you need two bookmarks. You need one for the actual book and one for the the footnotes. So my book thankfully has these like little flaps on the inside and uh, on the on the front and back cover that'll allow me to kind of have these like two bookmarks, if you will. So. I, I kind of know what I'm getting into here, and I, I'm frankly I'm a little nervous getting started because I really hope that it doesn't get to like a thing where I read 50 pages and I'm just so frustrated with it, and that even kind of brings up, um, you know, some of the prep work that I've done that I've done with this and in, in reading the foreword. That was really the only thing that I wanted to read coming into this first uh, episode. Here was the the foreword um, provided by a guy named Tom Bissell. I don't know who he is. I'm sorry to say I didn't like Google him or anything. I mean, he may be like a another author. Um, he's certainly a. Uh, it seems like he's an author, um, from how he he talked about himself in the foreword and his his relationship with um, David Foster Wallace and stuff like that. This guy Tom Bissell even talks about how he kind of felt the same in his frustration in the first like couple hundred pages and stuff like that. So I think that I'm certainly not alone in that. This is a very difficult book and that. Uh, you know, it's certainly take, there's certainly some checkpoints in it where I need to get to and really work through that. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully that uh, if nothing else, this podcast will kind of help me to, uh, to, to give me some kind of motivation to get through this stuff and uh, really, really focus on it. Um, I guess it also, it's worth, worth saying that before I even decided to start this project, I had read some David Foster Wallace essays um, in his book, Consider the Lobster. Got that from the library. Really, really liked that. I, I kind of did that. Not necessarily in preparation for this, but I, I knew that I wanted to start reading um, more stuff like this. And it was recommended that if you kind of read his essays, you kind of get a feel for his writing and how he works and his sentence structure and stuff like that. He has like a really unique um, way of writing and that he does like a lot of like run-on sentences and stuff like that. And I, I guess it's stuff that most, you know, literary types, they may shy away from because it's not correct English if you will, but I think that it's, like, such a high level. Like, he, he understands what he's doing. Like, that he he's a, he's afforded that right to, like, kind of help write however he wants. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I wrote like that, I think that it would be... Um, people would just think, like, this guy is writing dumb, long, run-on sentences. But I guess he, these just make sense to him. So, kind of looking into the foreword a little bit and kind of going through some of the stuff that Tom Bissell talks about in it. So the foreword was kind of talking about Infinite Jest 20 years in the future, and it kind of starts talking about how that this book may kind of be a period piece because it was um, published in 1996, so mid-90s, a lot of stuff going on, and one of the central themes of the book is kind of um, that, like, 
maybe not the internet, but some of the internet culture, entertainment, things like that have kind of taken over the world. And, and it's, it's interesting to think about this being written 20 years ago and maybe when this kind of stuff was start, starting to just pop up and maybe like how, how true it actually is now and that the internet really kind of has taken over the world and some of these entertainment things, you know, certainly exist um, in that like they, they, I think they reference in the book um, some of these things like people's lives are controlled by um, – like, I, I keep thinking of that movie, Idiocracy. Like, I think that it's kind of like an idiocracy type thing where it's like Burger Kings and, and McDonald's and stuff or like in control of everything and that really like dictates people li- people's lives and stuff like that. And I, I kind of think that that's like Netflix now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I can't focus unless I watch my requisite 40 hours of Netflix or, or you know, be on the internet every night or play League of Legends or video games or whatever every single night. So, you know, maybe something like that's true. So... Um, they kind of talk about how the, this book, no one really knows why he wrote it, but they kind of have an idea about like a few different themes that, or, or what type of, um, hmm, I guess it's maybe like what what genre this book fits in. And, and the, the three theories are that, that one, it's an internet novel, and two, that it's a language novel, and three, it's a novel of character. I can certainly say that I'm excited for all three of those. The first one is super exciting. It kind of goes back to what I was just talking about in that, you know, this book kind of alludes to this 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 future that in 1996 was still the future and is now maybe a reality that we're living in about how entertainment and things like that and the internet have kind of taken over our lives and are now this, you know, this this big brother ruling overlord thing that, that maybe's there, but maybe not there. It's, it's there, but we don't really realize it all the time. And we kind of just, you know, it's such a part of us now. The second part that it's a language novel um, kind of goes back to what I was saying about um, Wallace's writing style and that he, it was so his own and eclectic and stuff like that. I think that this guy, Tom Bissell, when he wrote the foreword, it seems like he is just in all of, of, of Wallace's writing because it's just so, it, it's so unique and so powerful and he just does these things that I think a lot of other people were really afraid to do and weren't, you know, maybe doing at the time. He's he's so smart and writing at such a high level that even though he's breaking the rules of conventional English and making up words and using these words that are referenced in the back of an obscure medical textbook or something like that, and he's, that he's using them in a, in a piece of, of, of contemporary literature that was meant for you know the world to read is really something special and and truth be told that kind of scares me because it's a lot I I think that there's a lot of times where I'm going to be running to a dictionary and or you know opening up my the dictionary app on my phone just because I just I I have a feeling I'm going to have no idea at any given time what he's talking about and the third theory is the um the novel of character, which I, I am really excited about because I think that it's talking about when they when they talk about that and kind of what Tom Bissell was saying, something to look forward to is just how in depth and and personalized he gets into the the minds of the characters, even not even the main characters, but a lot of like the, the side characters. He just Tom Bissell references him kind of like um, the sacrifices he might have had to make in in writing some of these characters and he and he he talked about it him being like a method actor and that you know maybe he 
if he's if he starts writing about a um, a meth addict or, or a, a drug addict or something like that in the book, he might have had to have like do some drugs himself that day in order to kind of get in that mind so he could write that character. And I really think that's interesting because I don't think a lot of uh, of writers maybe do that. Um, because and maybe that's something you would see more in like a like a like an actor like on on, on a movie or television or something like that. So something I'm really looking forward to is kind of his. Um, his immersion into some of these characters, big or small. So, you know, really at the end of the day, I'm, I'm super excited to get started on this project. I'm really excited to get reading and um, I'm excited for you all to listen in and tell me what you think. So please feel free to uh, to tweet me any questions or discussion topics, something that can kind of, you know, fuel the fire and lead our, lead our, our talk here. Um, feel free to tweet me at Hall and Boats and um, this should be available every week. I'm going to try to put them out on Saturdays, but uh, bear with me with my schedule and uh, I'm looking forward to it and uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. (laughs) 